This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. China is reshaping the world. That's the headline from the Russian Times today. China is reshaping the world with Belt and Road For 10 years, Beijing's most ambitious infrastructure project has been giving the global south an alternative to West-dominated development. Representatives from more than 140 countries will convene in China for another edition of the Belt and Road Forum, an international political and economic meeting designed to work out action plans for Beijing's Belt and Road Initiative called the BRI. It is important to point out that its incredible geopolitical ramifications, as well as its impact at basic human level, is amazing. By developing a land-based trade, arteries in Eurasia, China is developing an indestructible network of economic growth that is kneecapping today's unipolar hegemon, the United States. The initiative's development still represents a massive geopolitical tilt toward a multipolar world. The BRI is anticipated to generate $1.6 trillion in revenue each year by 2030. This has been an absolutely incredible boon for the world, they say, particularly for the global south. And so today on Viewpoint, amid the entire world being focused on Israel and the Gaza Strip and Hamas, something else of major importance is taking place and nobody even really knows about it. It's not being talked about. But it's of significant importation, uh, import when you hear the words China's reshaping the world. In other words, it's about forming a new world order. So much so that another article talks about Here's why Vladimir Putin's visit to Beijing this week is so important. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go further in the program. Putin from Russia joining with China in its major, major international event, the BRI, which is the Belt and Road Initiative for China to link the entire world, other than the United States, other than the Western world, by Western I mean Northern America and Europe, all the other nations being joined together by China and Russia now looking to join the enterprise. This is perhaps the result, as you might think, you might estimate that the attack on Ukraine and then the response of the West to the attack on Ukraine by Russia has actually catapulted the world far further down the prophetic track than anyone might have ever thought possible. So today we talk about that, and I'm glad that you've joined us. This conversation, as we say, always with conviction, talk that transforms. Anytime we talk about uh, history and prophecy converging, it has to be transforming to an honest mind and heart. 
when I say an honest mind and heart, I'm talking about one, an, a heart and a mind that is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, has been developing a love for the word of God, to walk in the ways of God according to the will of God, with a view toward eternity, with a view toward the future and the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for this planet and for the coming of Messiah. You see, you just can't not connect these dots, because if you don't connect the dots, you miss the picture. What good is a whole as a sheet of paper with all kinds of little dots on it if you're not able to connect the dots? The whole idea, the whole phrase of connecting the dots comes from that understanding. And when you begin to connect the dots of history and prophecy, and you begin to see the picture that is emerging from it, then from God's perspective, it would be implicit that you and I would see ourselves in that picture and would respond accordingly. That's the implication. And here on Viewpoint, we not only attempt to connect those dots, but also attempt to apply the connection of those dots in such a way that those who are listening cannot avoid having to deal with the implications for their own lives, for their families, for pastors, for your congregations, and so on. That's what we do here on this program. It's about, not just about information, of which there is a vast amount of information that is provided, but that information is provided in such a way that we can make uh, meaning out of it. We can distill the meaning from the information that affects our lives, not just on terra firma here, not just uh, in the natural, but also with a spiritual view toward the culmination of all things and our uniting with the Lord forever in his presence if we are prepared. Of course, the the biggest little word in the Bible is the word if. If we're prepared and merely making a confession doesn't make us prepared, merely signing up for a college education and beginning your classwork doesn't mean you get the degree, doesn't mean you're prepared. Just buying a car doesn't do anything for you unless you have a key and you have a license to drive it and you're prepared to drive it. You see, everything requires something more than just signing up. God's not interested in people just signing up. What he's interested in is people who will walk with him, talk with him, will follow his word, his will, and his ways, and walk as members of his family with he as our Father and our God, with full authority as through his Son, King of kings and Lord of lords. So all of that, you see, uh, comes to the fore when we discuss every one of the issues that we talk about here on Viewpoint, and particularly today, as we talk about the increasing rise of 
China. Here is a headline that came out a few years ago. A giant is stirring. That was the headline. If the 20th century belonged to America, the 21st century may belong to China. The world has never seen so big a nation rise as far and as fast as China in the past 20 years. Americans and people around the globe can feel the effects of China's voracious appetite. What, however, are the effects of this unprecedented growth and the devouring appetite of the dragon? And how might this connect with Revelation's infamous prophecy of Armageddon? Does it matter? Should it even matter to Israel? We'll see you later. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Well, here we are. I did see you later, didn't I? Here we are again. By the way, I was fascinated by a report that I heard today that uh, one of our listeners actually uh, begins each day in the shower listening to this program. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was told. Begins each day in the shower listening to this program. I've heard of a lot of people listening in a lot of different ways, but this is the first time I heard of someone listening in the shower. It's amazing where people listen. They listen all over the world. They listen not only on terrestrial radio. They listen from 4 o'clock in the morning uh, on terrestrial radio all in, uh, until 8 o'clock at night, until 9 o'clock at night from coast to coast. And then, of course, around the world via uh, uh, podcasts and so on. And so we're delighted to have you with us here uh, listening today, as always, and uh, today as we talk about this uh, rising role of China, it is of considerable importance, significance, not only geopolitically, but spiritually uh, and prophetically. So, it seems that the plot lines of biblical prophecy are becoming more and more clear. It's just the details that we that remains somewhat undisclosed. So who are the kings of the East, by the way? Who are the kings of the East that Revelation 16 talks about for whom the Euphrates River is going to dry up as they march toward uh, Megiddo, Har Megiddo, in central Israel? Are they the rulers of a single uh, surpassing nation, or are they representative of an aggregate of nations of the East? who combined forces for history's ultimate military moment, hoping to divide the spoils of victory. We don't know the answers with specificity. But we're beginning to see what is actually happening on the ground. Now, when I said in my book, King of the Mountain, that came out in 2013, that we don't know uh, the answers with specificity, that was 10 years ago. 
Now we know the answers with greater specificity, even as the headline has rung out to us, China is reshaping the world that came out this very day. Also this very day came a report from the Russian Times. Here's why Vladimir Putin's visit to Beijing this week is so important. It's the second summit between the Russian and Chinese presidents in just seven months. And this article said it could prove pivotal in building a new order, a new world order. See, everybody wants to build a new world order. China wants to build a new world order. Russia wants to build a new world order. America and the Western nations, the resurrecting Roman Empire of the West, wants to build a new world order. The Pope wants to build a new world order. What's going on here? Friends, these are the formative thoughts and the actions taking place to fulfill them to lead us inexorably to the final events of world history and biblical prophecy. The final battles, the Gog and Magog battle, and then also the battle of Armageddon. Vladimir Putin's visit to Beijing this week marks the second Russian-China summit this year. This time, Putin is paying a visit to his friend and strategic partner. Following agreements reached during Xi Jinping's uh, Xi Jinping's trip to Moscow in March of this year. At that time, the Chinese leader invited Putin to attend the third forum of the Belt and Road Initiative, BRI, which marks its 10th anniversary. So this is something, a program that's been in process now for 10 years. So, the presence of the Russian leader at the event is especially notable given the occasional view, mostly coming from the West, by the way, that the project has reached a dead end. The scheme launched by Xi Jinping back in 2013 to link Chinese goods to European markets via trans-Eurasian land and northern sea routes is facing a dilemma. What is that dilemma? Well, by erecting a new Iron Curtain, so to speak, on the borders of Russia and Belarus, Western Europe has fallen into its own trap, depriving itself of low-cost energy resources, which is the main driver of its economy. At the very same time, Western European countries are also closing off the possibility of importing cheap Chinese goods by land since Russia was the critical link in the One Belt, One Road project. At the same time, sanctions on the supply of high-tech products to China and the refusal to allow Chinese investment in their markets are also jeopardizing the Eastern and European trade along the Northern Sea Route. Under these conditions, this BRI brick and road uh international event is looking for new points of growth, one of which could be fast-growing Russia-Chinese trade and the coupling of the initiative with the Moscow-led Eurasian Economic Union. So, 
what we're seeing here is the spread of unions and the uniting of unions. When I wrote the book, King of the Mountain, uh, and it came out in 2013, there were 15 uh, geopolitical unions that were either formed or in the process of forming at that time. I believe, and I think the Bible indicates to us, that ultimately there will be 10 such unions, and there will be a leader for each one of those unions, and those unions and their leaders will, at the propitious moment, uh, de- uh, delegate their authority to a single leader in the world. That leader we know as the Antichrist, the counterfeit Christ figure, who will be seen as the one to draw everything together for the healing of the nations, for geopolitical uh, strength, for uh, economic strength, for the salvation of the world from a secular and fleshly viewpoint. So, amid all of that now, China, the giant, is stirring. So then, you know, we look to the book of Revelation, chapter 9, verses 13 to 16. It says, The sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed to slay the third part of men, and the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand, and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. And by these, three of the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouth. Uh, a 200,000 thousand man army is a 200 million man army. And as we have said before, uh, a number of years ago, uh, I think it was actually Mao Zedong who indicated at that time that they were capable of fielding a 200 million man army, uh, and that would be part of the foundation of an army of 200 million coming from the kings of the East. So we can see the possibility of this. In fact, in 1965, Time magazine contained these astounding words. Red China passed the word that its 200 million man uh, militia had gone into serious training. The mainline press screamed shrilly that units were engaged in intensive bayonet and machine gun drill. Men and women in blue boiler suits marching briskly through Peking streets with rifles slung. So this vision goes back quite a way. 1965 was one year before my wife and I were married, right there in the middle of the 1960s. And uh, it's amazing to see what has happened since then in our world. Our world has changed so dramatically that it's almost unrecognizable now. Who would have ever believed that the same Russia that was headed by Khrushchev in 1962... 1961-62, that threatened the United States of America by bringing in its nuclear power to Cuba would terrify the entire United States of America. Who would ever believe that? And that John F. Kennedy would stand up against 
uh, Khrushchev and call his bluff. The whole nation was terrified. I was then living in Florida in my senior year in high school, and uh, it terrified every school student there in Florida at that time. But now, things have gone so far beyond that that Russia then came into its own in a different way. The Iron Curtain fell away in 1990, 91, 89, 90, and 91. The uh, uh, curtain there in East Berlin, the Berlin Wall fell, and it appeared that freedom was on its way, but now we have the combat between Russia and Ukraine that has catapulted the world into a whole new dimension of geopolitical relationships so that Russia, which is part of Europe technically, is being excised, straight-armed from Europe and is being driven into the, into the arms of the dragon that is China, and each for their mutual benefit. They each intend to get something out of this, and they each intend to become king of the mountain. Somebody is going to rule and reign in the end. China intends to be that someone. So does Vladimir Putin. If you were to read my book, King of the Mountain, you would find out that indeed Vladimir Putin does intend to be that person. In fact, those in Russia believe that somehow Vladimir Putin was, whether you think so or not, they did, that Vladimir Putin would be the one that God had provided for Russia to become the nation that would usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. You can read it all in my book, King of the Mountain. The Eternal Epic at End Time Battle where he that rules the Temple Mount is deemed to rule the world. It's a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website. That is King of the Mountain. It's uh, probably the second the second or third best-selling book of all of my 10 books, King of the Mountain. And uh, if you don't have it, you really need to have it. You need to really and, and read it. It's going to open your mind and heart to much of what is taking place now. It'll give you understanding, and then with that understanding, help to bring about a spiritual uh, aha moment for you in your own life to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. So go to the website, saveus.org, saveus.org, and uh, make your gift there, or... Uh, write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, or call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Okay, now, before we go further, uh, I need to talk again to our listeners there in Connecticut and Massachusetts and New York. This is the day, friends. My wife and I are coming to Massachusetts, Agawam, Massachusetts, for our breakfast on November 4th. Breakfast for all of our listeners. And we hope that you'll be there. All of a sudden, people are starting to sign up. It's amazing how they wait till the last minute. And if you've waited, you better do it now. Sign up. 
go to our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, and click on the store, the web store, and then when you get that page comes up in the upper right-hand corner will be a button or whatever it is whereby you can sign up. You can sign up right there and uh, make your reservation and make your reservation. So I hope you'll do that. And if you don't do it that way, give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Do it today, friends. Do it today. Invite your friends, Romans and countrymen, your pastor, parachurch leader, your friends, your neighbors. Bring your whole family. It's a great event together. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. We're talking today about even this very day, the announcement coming out of China and Russia that, uh, well, here here are the words, China is reshaping the world. Reshaping the world for what? For a new world order. A Chinese new world order. An Eastern new world order to compete with the Western world one world order called the Great Reset. The Great Reset is just a euphemism for the Western one world order that uh, Joe Biden and uh, many of the leaders in our country, including many of your congressmen, senators, embrace a new world order that would actually end up forfeiting much of American sovereignty. So it would seem that those who embrace this uh, concept of a new world order are actually uh, bordering on the area of becoming a, uh, a, a tyranny against the United States, traitor against the United States. It would seem like it's coming very close to that at least. And now you understand, by the way, why there is such an uprising and have been against uh, Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump said, we're here to make America great again. He saw the responsibility of being president under the Constitution as focusing on our country. He didn't see it as focusing on uniting the nations of the world for a one-world government. He thought that was completely contrary to the Constitution 
and to the, the best interests of we the people. But because he stood for that, he is hated among the power elites in our country and the world. That's why they're doing everything they can to try to prevent him from running again, from being president again. That is the only reason, Fred. That is the reason. Please understand me. It has nothing to do with his rhetoric. It has nothing to do with his tweets. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with that one stand, and they will not tolerate it because they believe that we are right on the edge of that which they have been fighting for and trying to set the stage for for many years since certainly 1950. When James Paul Wardberg stood before the United United States Senate and said, we will have world government whether you want it or not. You'll either accept it peacefully or it's going to come in by force. That's what he said. So, if you don't believe that, then that's your fault. That's history. That's truth. That's where things really are. You can believe whatever other storyline you want to believe, but they're all false. They're all obfuscating the truth and the reality. I just shared with you the reality. Now, at the same time, China is seizing this opportunity because it has very little resistance. Joe Biden doesn't provide resistance. He actually facilitates it. That's why he has engaged in such scurrilous uh, activities to do personal business with China and to basically sell his soul, his American soul, for a Chinese dollar. His son the same way. That's what all of that's about. And those who are in the, shall we say, globalist camp cannot afford to come against Joe Biden with regard to that because they themselves are complicit in different ways. So we go on. For the Russian Times today, here's why Vladimir Putin's visit to Beijing this week is so important. So, Vladimir Putin is joining together with Xi Jinping this week, or this next week, uh, for the 10th anniversary. It's a big international event for this BRI summit. What is BRI? It is Belt and Road International. Belt and Road. The Belt and Road Forum. They're looking looking for new points of growth, one of which could be fast-growing Russia-Chinese trade and the coupling of the initiative with the Moscow-led Eurasian Economic Union. This would be a pairing important for Russia in the context of their pivot to the east now that they seem to have lost Europe. Both countries are actively developing national digital currencies that could replace modern fiat currencies for settlements within two to three years. That would eliminate 
the risks of sanctions coming against Russia or China from the West. At the same time, it's crucial to convince Beijing of the need to allow large Russian banks to enter the Chinese financial system. Chinese banks have long and fruitfully worked in Russia, but Russians have not worked in China. Now, given that 2024 is going to be the year of the 75th anniversary of diplomatic relations between China and Russia, this is a very, very big deal. This is of historic proportions. This is of biblical proportions. This is of prophetic proportions, friends. Exact details we cannot tell you, but you, you, we must see the greater picture that is developing in our world so that you and I will have absolute conviction in our hearts that just what God is, has said would happen is going to happen. And it is happening. It's happening right before our eyes. The book of Revelation is extremely relevant. The book of Daniel is extremely relevant. The book of uh, Thessalonians, first and second, are extremely relevant. The book of uh, uh, Zechariah, extremely relevant. All of these dealing with the prophetic statements that uh, help us to understand the bigger picture. But there's one, because China itself is not mentioned in the Bible. It just talks about the kings of the East. China is and will become a game changer in the Middle East and beyond. This I wrote in my book, King of the Mountain, 13 years ago, the same year that Xi Jinping launched the Belt and Road uh, program. So it behooved the prognosticators, the presidents, the prime ministers of our world to pay particular attention to the dragon, China, as it's growing ever more powerful economically and militarily. Its voracious appetite is becoming insatiable. It's like the ultimate Pac-Man, gobbling up everything around it. And make no mistake about it, explosive times are looming just ahead, as foretold by the ancient prophets and apostles of Yeshua the Messiah. China presses on, determined to rule by a simulated sino Define peace, Sino, S-I-N-O, used to refer to China, as the world surrenders progressively to the dragon's will. For now, that surrender gains traction through economic engines and exploitation, but raw power will soon replace the more passive economic interchange with the intimidation of marching men. So they seem contrary forces that are setting the stage for the world's great confrontation. The first seems peaceful and highly desirable, 
but the second promises activation of the world's greatest army to claim the ultimate prize. And the dragon has to dispense with the eagle, that is the United States, while exploiting the bear, that is Russia, so as to overwhelm the woman riding the beast, which is the Western one world order or global government. That, my friends, is what is taking place. And in the midst of it all comes this uh, attack by Hamas on Israel, diverting the world's attention. But Israel's response to the dragon's seduction is spelling danger both to Israel and America, or the eagle. Israel is being seduced into a place of political fornication with China that's going to produce, I believe, you might call it a bastard son dedicated both to her destruction and to the destruction of the eagle or the United States. The stage is set. How did it get set? Well, China and Israel established diplomatic relations in 1992, the very year, the very year that the Lord spoke to my heart to lead the practice of law, to plead his cause in the land as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation in America's greatest crisis hour here on the near edge of the second coming. And uh, China and Israel now are, are marking a growing relationship China is Israel's third largest export market. More than a thousand Israeli companies operate in China. So Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu declared in 2012, we are two ancient peoples whose values and traditions have left an indelible mark on humanity, but we are two peoples embracing modernity, two dynamic civilizations transforming the world. Yep, that's right. China, one of Israel's foremost enemies, not friends. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Well, again, I want to get in a couple of words here for our friends, particularly in New York and uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut, uh, because you need to take advantage. This is your moment uh, to sign up to make reservation for the breakfast on November 4th there in Agawam, Massachusetts, at the Crestview Country Club. 
The Crestview Country Club has just uh, requested us today to give them uh, an idea as to how many are going to be coming, and so we need to know from you. You see, it's not just about you. Uh, we have to coordinate uh, with, uh, with others. And so we need your assistance to uh, make your reservations, sign up immediately. Please don't delay. Even if you have to, break through this program and sign up. Uh, go to the website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Click on uh, Web Store, and then in the upper right-hand corner is a, uh, a button or a spot where you click for signing up for the breakfast, and then go ahead and uh, sign up and uh, do it do it immediately. Do it today. Do it today. And uh, we've got to make a report to uh, the uh, country club. The breakfast they serve is a full buffet breakfast. It's uh, the best breakfast that we have ever been provided in the many, many years that we've been doing uh, this breakfast. And we've been coming up there so many times. And they've all been a great, great blessing. People love getting together, uh, meeting one another, people who are listeners, sharing, asking questions. Uh, it, it is quite an amazing uh, fellowship of, uh, of listeners. So I, I hope you'll join with us. All of our books and materials will be there at a special discount, by the way. And uh, it'll, it'll be a delightful time. My wife will be speaking as well. And uh, also you'll be able to meet the the owner of the radio stations that you listen to the program on up there. There are three stations that uh, you listen to. So he'll be there. He and his wife are going to be there. It'll be a wonderful time of fellowship. But sign up. Go to the website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, and we'll sign up that way uh, or... You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Uh, but if you do that, make sure you put a note in there uh, what the uh, gift is for and also who. Give the, spell the names of those who that uh, reservation is for. We do need to know that. Okay. Uh, don't delay on it, friends. We've been giving you warnings. We've sent out uh, three email blasts to you all. Uh, we've had eight uh, special spots running on those stations every single day for almost a month now. Uh, the notice has been out there. We've made the uh, invitation uh, available here many times here on the program, and I, I trust that you will avail yourself of that opportunity. By the way, for those of you who are interested, we will also be. I will be speaking uh, on the next su- on the following day, Sunday, November fifth. We'll be speaking at two very large Russian Ukrainian churches, and uh, that should be a very fascinating uh, time together. Okay, <clears throat> we're talking about China. We're talking about uh, the headline that came out today: China's reshaping the world. So let's talk about the military aspect with China. Uh, We've talked about the Belt and Road economic aspect, but how about the military aspect? Well, China's already burgeoning military poses a significant security threat to Southeast Asia and beyond unless quickly counterbalanced by the U.S. and its allies, 
That's according to several retired military officers at a Washington symposium in 2012. Since then, China has mounted its military dramatically, dramatically. It has been flying hundreds of uh, jets over the uh, South China Sea and uh, over Taiwan and circling around Taiwan, threatening, 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 seeking to take dominion, has also been launching new uh, and multiplied ships to take dominion over the seas. Uh, It is a very, very big deal. In fact, Admiral Coda said the role of China's Navy is much larger than that of the United States. Naval presence in Africa and South America is a way to expand its global influence, and that's the frontier for China. China's political, economic, and military expansion will both be dramatic and traumatic, according to retired U.S. Navy Admiral Patrick Walsh. He said, this is not an ideology. This is a nation-state coming into direct contact and collusion, collision with a country that views itself as a civilization. So, that is China viewing itself as a civilization, and there will be no mercy. No mercy. Their invading army will come through and its scorched earth policy will annihilate everything and everyone in its path as it makes its way to Armageddon. There will be no mercy. And this much touted or disputed clash of civilizations that was talked about several years ago can't be obfuscated or obliterated by massive prescription doses of political correctness or multiculturalism or religious pluralism. Eventually, reality comes knocking at the door. And the sooner the increasingly God-denying West comes to grips with this truth that not all viewpoints are created equal, the greater will be the hope of divine intervention and protection in the unimaginable devastation that soon will sweep this planet. And at the root, at the root of the reeling of the nations in prophesied rage is not primarily a matter of politics or of economics or military prowess. The root is a global spiritual rebellion against the Creator. And it's going to reveal an unprecedented tidal wave of violence and unrighteousness beyond anything that you could possibly contemplate. If you think What's happened with Hamas attacking Israel and their response to uh, so many, the, the brutal, unimaginable brutality, multiply that a million times as it relates to the Battle of Armageddon. No preconceived notions or a movie or Media-exploited Armageddon could prepare the peoples of this planet for that which will soon destroy one-third of the world's inhabitants in fiery fury. And Israel, 
will again be the epicenter of the debacle. If you think this was bad from Gaza, just think what it'll be like in the heartland from north to south in the Jezreel Valley, known as the Valley of Armageddon, 180 miles long, as these massive armies confront one another in the final battle for King of the Mountain. So who will be king? They intend to become king. The Western One World Order becomes king. The Pope believes that he will be king. The A-Pope will be king of the mountain. The A-Pope will rule and reign from the Temple Mount in the place of Christ himself. And therefore, basically, become Antichrist. He wouldn't say that he was going to become that, but they intend to rule and reign from the Temple Mount. But so does Islam. The Turkish Prime Minister, Erdogan, believes that a resurrected Roman uh, Ottoman Empire will gather together all of the so-called saints of Islam and rule the world for the Temple Mount. Iran believes the same thing. And China, totally irreligious, totally anti-God, anti-Christian, and essentially anti-Jewish, believes the same thing. So it's not just a matter of economics, friends. It's a spiritual issue. And here is the question that I have for you. Since all of these various powers and power brokers see themselves in the flesh, ruling and reigning from the Temple Mount. And since the Temple Mount actually is representative of the Mount of your heart, where God wants to rule and reign, what's the condition of your heart? Does the Lord rule and reign in your heart today? Would anybody even know that? How would they know that? Does God know that? Realizing that he sees through it all. He knows even the thoughts and the intents of our heart. He knows it all. We're not fooling him. So the question that looms over all of this for you and for me is, am I ready for that which is to come? Am I prepared to endure faithfully to the Lord Jesus Christ to the end? Am I prepared? Am I prepared to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand to stand? Am I prepared to stand if I have to stand alone? If all those around me, even in my church, fall away, 
and make excuses for how they're going to do it. If my pastor starts making excuses for why the people should be able to receive and accept the mark of the beast, am I going to stand alone? You see, these are the kinds of questions that we need to have echoing between the membranes of our minds. Don't you think? This is where the rubber meets the road. This is why Jesus gave so many parables about being prepared, about building our house upon a rock and not upon the sand. Marvin Olasky wrote an article in World Magazine, a Christian news magazine, years ago. He said, now another evil empire, China, is attracting attention. Another evil empire. Whitaker Chambers made this statement. it's, It's really a universal truth. He said, man without God is a beast, and never more beastly than when he is most intelligent about his beastliness. And that's China, my friends. That is China. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint today. I'm so glad that you joined us. I hope this has been helpful in understanding the times. It's not about trying to engender fear in your heart. There has to be a certain amount of uh, a righteous fear uh, so that we realize that our real responsibility is not to fear China, it's to fear God. That's the real issue. Do you really fear God? Are you willing to obey his word? Are you willing to humble yourself before him? Are you willing to uh, submit, surrender yourself to him in every way? Open up every room of your house, all the locked doors, and open them up and say, Lord, come on in. There's a place in my heart for you. I hope that's the case for you. King of the Mountain. A $20 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. I hope you'll get it. I hope you'll read it. I hope you'll read it with... uh, tenderness of heart. Thanks for joining us. Again, become a partner, friends. Do it today. Remember the guy that listens in the shower. Why don't you lead some of your friends to listen, wherever that may be. God bless. Be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.